Shea butter and popcorn. <laughs> okay, let's start the show. Sit back, relax, and listen. Friday's gonna have you glistening. Get ready for a real good vibe. Shea butter and popcorn. Now live. Welcome to Shea butter and popcorn with Taj and Chos, season two, episode twenty-two. Shea Butter and Popcorn is the all-inclusive podcast giving you the exclusive. This podcast focuses on reviewing our favorite films. My name is Chelsea, a.k.a. Chels, singer, actor, and all-around movie lover. Taji, let them know who you are and what we're talking about today. Hey, y'all. It's Tajiana here, a.k.a. Taj, also actor, filmmaker, activist. And today, it is our season finale, and we are talking about mockumentaries. Yeah, we are. It's our season finale, y'all. Oh, my goodness. We hope you have enjoyed our 22-week-long ride. <laughs> Get it? 22 weeks is 22 episode weeks. 22. I'm also 22, so we just blessings. Please. 22. Blessings blessings. Yes. And you've been following along with us, you know, since the kickoff of 2020. Um, or even if you've been listening since Jump. Thank you so much. October 2019. We appreciate you so much. Um this week is all about the mockumentary. So you're like, what is a mockumentary? We're here to show you today. So documentaries, which we love here at Shea Butter Pop, have such insightful nuggets with an array of different topics. Mockumentaries are a little different. It's tongue-in-cheek take on the original, which is typically a lot more fun and lighthearted to watch. So we're just now settling into June. Um, it's the first Friday of June. And so we will be ending the episode this week after we talk about mockumentaries with our summer movie mashup. Yes. Consisting of, so Oh yeah. Consisting of films. We cannot wait to watch this summer. Oh my gosh. So ready. But first, yeah, baby. Right. I'm so ready. But first let's get into our movies. First up the mockumentary I'm talking about is drop dead gorgeous 1999 directed by Michael Patrick Jan. This movie's hilarious. Oh my goodness. So you have an annual beauty pageant in small town Minnesota turned ridiculously competitive and ultimately chaotic in this biting comedy. Amber Atkins, played by Kirsten Dunst, the daughter of hard-drinking mom Annette, played by Ellen Barkin, and Becky Lehman, played by Denise Richards, who was motivated by her former beauty queen mother Gladys, played by Kirstie Alley, are among the top contenders in the event. As Amber, Becky, and other local girls prepare for the big day, bizarre incidents occur, leading up to an ending with a bang um this movie's so funny my gosh it makes fun of pageants but at the same time it pays pays homage to what makes pageants so insanely unique and it's like uniquely cliche at the same time um i was definitely a pageant girl growing up and man you really learn some stuff not gonna lie uh pageants are super crazy not just how to walk in heels but just how people will go to great lengths in order to win and how being competitive can be a blessing and a curse if you're not careful but i was always that one who competed with myself <laughs> so Period. i didn't fall into that trick bag because <laughs> i believe in competing with myself you know and man it shows so many different messages like how being ugly doesn't get you anywhere um in this movie um Shows that Brittany Murphy is also in here. Rest in peace. It's so good. But, I mean, quote that I love is, it's okay to fix another woman's crown without telling the whole world it was crooked. I think more women need to do that. Because, I mean, they're always like, oh, I fixed I fixed your crown. I fixed your crown. It was crooked. 
It was like, okay, anybody, do you want a cookie? Did anybody see that? It was crooked. Yeah. Would you like an award? Would you like a cookie? <laughs> exactly. The reason. I'm not in competition with right. any of my sisters, okay? You are all what I call my good sis. Right. And I'm in competition with myself. The only person I'm trying to beat is Tajiana from yesterday. And that's just that on that. Like, right. That is it. We are all together. Just be the best version of you, y'all. That's it. Second film, Surf's Up, 2007, directed by Chris Buck and Ash Brannon. So this is an animated movie. It's still so fun. Even the opening scene, um, you have Cody the Penguin is basically retelling his love for the obscure activity of surfing. And so, yes, it's a penguin who serves, and he comes from a penguin family of fishermen where they sort the fish. It's so cute. Oh, my gosh. Um, So Cody's an outcast looking for more in this family comedy. Surfing means everything to teenage penguin Cody Maverick, played by Shia LaBeouf. Followed by a documentary film crew, he leaves his home in Antarctica for Pengu Island, site of the Big Z Memorial Surf Off. Uh, Big Z is played by Jeff Bridges. Cody wants to be respected and admired, and he believes that winning the competition will bring him what he craves. However, an encounter with washed-up surfer Geek, um, and Geek is actually Big Z, um, he teaches Cody about what is truly important. This movie's light and breezy to watch um, with the whole family. Um, the whole family can enjoy it. The soundtrack is really fun, too, and it has a lot of Green Day and Sugar Ray in the soundtrack. Total Beach Vibes, man. Cowabunga. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love that. I like to watch this every now and then. It's on Amazon Prime. Um, you can stream it on Prime on demand. So, yeah. Um, last film. This does mockumentaries at its finest, y'all. What We Do in the Shadows, 2011, directed by Taika Watiti. Um, Taika also directed Thor Ragnarok, the third Thor movie, um, which was so funny, such a great comedy. Um, The premise of this movie may be a little tongue in cheek or left of center, much like the genre that we're talking about today of like, you know, mockumentary spoof satire. But if you let it ride, you're sure to enjoy it. Um, The film plays out basically like MTV's The Real World. But you have vampires are the theme. That's why it's called What We Do in the Shadows. Because vampire housemates, um, Jemaine Clement and Taika Watiti and Jonathan Brew, all three of them try to cope with the complexities of modern life and show a newly turned hipster, Corey Gonzalez, uh, some of the perks of being undead. Um, Taika and Jemaine both wrote the screenplay for this film. This movie is so funny. Um, it was super successful. Um, it's available to stream on Amazon Prime, like to rent, but um, so successful that it was turned to a TV show. And so that TV show is on FX. If you guys want to check that out, what we do in the shadows, the cast is a little different, but still so good. Those are my mockumentaries for this week. Taj, you let me know what yours are. Yes. My mockumentaries are TV shows. Um, so going on to the other, um, I guess, platform or um another style of uh visual so these three are definitely i feel like the most popular documentary tv shows um we have parks and rec uh or parks and recreation the office and modern family um the first one is definitely chelsea's favorite um so i'm very excited to hear her input about this but um parks and recreation was started in 2009 um it's been going for seven seasons so if you want to watch you can find it 
on uh, Hulu if you have a subscription. Netflix, it's on Netflix. Um, also Amazon Prime, and it's also still on cable TV. Um, it is a 8.6 out of 10 on IMDb. 92% on Rotten Tomatoes, 7.4 out of 10 on TV.com. And 92% of Google users have liked this TV show. So she's doing great. Um, Parks and Recreation um, had its first episode date on April 9th of 2009. Um, so Leslie Nope, a mid-level bureaucrat in an Indiana Parks and Recreation Department, hopes to beautify her town and boost her own career by helping local nurse Ann Perkins turn an abandoned construction site into a community park. But what should be a fairly simple project is stymied at every turn by oafish bureaucrats, selfish neighbors, governmental red tape, and a myriad of other challenges. Leslie's colleague, Tom Haverford, who delights in exploiting his position, her personal gain is as likely to undermine her efforts as to help her while her boss ron swanson is adamantly opposed to government in any form even though he's a bureaucrat himself um parks and rec is definitely hilarious um i'm a little less familiar with it i'm a little uh, bit more familiar with the other two but mm-hmm. i've literally never heard a bad thing ever said about parks it's and rec. the dry humor that's what gets me like leslie all the characters i love parks and rec god i rewatch that all the time because it's just so it's so good and they filmed that they filmed the show when it was on um at the pasadena city hall I mean, I get it. And also, like, the political satire, like, I'm definitely one for that. I mm-hmm. feel like just, I don't know, when you're able to have a sitcom and have seasons and, like, watch it play out, I feel like it's just even more enjoyable. Yeah. Um, but Rashida Jones is up in that thing. Um, I I love, love, love her. Um, you got, um, you know, Am- uh, Amy Poehler, um, who that. plays Leslie Nope. Um so, oh my gosh, I feel like, like the cast. I'm sorry, like he did Master of None, and then that's how Lena Waithe got her like big break and got her mm-hmm. Emmy. So she wrote, and like a yeah. bunch of people started there. Chris Pratt started on Parks and Rec, and he's like, right, exactly. A lot of people, yeah, that's true. The jumping point, um, yeah. you know, because Parks and Rec was a part of um, NBC's Comedy Night Done Right programming. Um, and I feel like, you know, when comedy shows kind of start out, like, you know, back in the day when they would start out as a certain way, like it just, it just gives people such a launching pad for like their careers and they get like more, um, what's the word? I guess they get more attention when it like is able to float on platforms and then now you're on Netflix, now you're on Hulu. So it's just really great. Um, what's your favorite, um, episode, Chels? Oh my gosh. The plot of your favorite episode. There are so many, but one of my favorites has to be Little Sebastian. <laughs> oh my gosh. The little the pony, they're trying to like help. And then the one where she's like out in the wilderness with everybody and she's trying to like direct stuff. It's so funny. Mm. Oh my gosh. I love those episodes. It was so, it's so good. Gold. Well, I'm definitely going to go back and make sure I watch Little Sebastian. Yes. Because I will be watching all of Parks and Rec um, on Netflix. So please please go support these episodes that are freaking hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm just like looking at all their like nominations and I'm just like, literally there's like, nobody says anything bad. At least not that I've heard. I know they're not all hundred percent across the board, but they've received like 14 primetime Emmy award nominations. 
two for Outstanding Comedy Series, a, Glo- a Golden Globe Award win for um, Polish Performance, and a nomination. Oh, for the- and Retta is in there. She plays Donna, oh. and she's on Good Girls yeah. on NBC. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people of course, like springboard from there. Jumping so many. It's like you're in another comedic. It's just like, oh mm-hmm. my gosh. So good. Yeah, they they've won so much. A nomination for a Golden Globe Award for Best Television Series, Musical, or Comedy as well. So definitely um, go watch the 2012 um, number one television series of that year, awarded to Parks and Rec. Go watch it. Um, next is The Office, of course. Um, if you want, you can find it on Netflix. Um, you can find it on Fubu Fubo TV. YouTube, Amazon Prime, iTunes, Vudu. Um, 2005, The Office, nine seasons. Um, 8.9 out of 10 on IMDb, 9 out of 10 on TV.com, really good. 81% on Rotten Tomatoes, 95% of Google users like this TV show. Um, I The Office is freaking hilarious. Chelsea's like, eh. But I just, I thought it was going to be weird. I mean, I was skeptical at first. Um, and I'm still getting through all the episodes, but I literally, I just love the, the humor. Um, very similar. I feel like people thought, you know, Parks and Rec and The Office were literally going to be the same thing. And then Parks and Rec took a different direction. And they were like, oh, okay. Um, so yeah, um, I know a lot of people were sad when it ended, but um, the NBC Comedy's executive producer and showrunner, Greg Daniels, uh, made the announcement. Um, and um, you can watch that interview and, ex- and hear him explain why that decision was made. But um, this is a U.S. adaptation set at a paper company in Scranton, <laughs> and it has a similar documentary style to that of the um, Ricky, uh, is it Gervais? Gervais is probably French. Um, Gervais led British original. Um, and it features the staff of Dunder Mifflin, a staff that includes characters based on um, characters from the British show and quite possibly people you work with in your office. There's Jim, the likable employee who's a bit of an everyman. Jim has a thing for receptionist turned sales rep Pam because office romances are always a good idea. There's all there's also Dwight, everybody's favorite, the successful coworker who lacks social skills and common sense, and there's Ryan who has held many jobs at the company. So those are some of the characters. Um, man, I so many writers on this. It's also still on TV if you guys are watching it that way. Um, the Office definitely, I feel like is um very much loved for its you know single camera setup um there's no studio audience or laugh track you know these mockumentaries are really just like very dry very straight on the zooming in the zooming out i feel like it's very much um i think it set the tone for social media too because you see when we record stuff on social media you zoom in to somebody if they're doing something stagnant you zoom in and it's so funny um, and I feel like that kind of stemmed from these mockumentaries um, when they were starting to use this filming style. So very comedic. Um, the Office uh, features Steve Carell. Um, you got who else? Oh, yeah. Uh, John Krasinski up in there. Um, who else is in here? So many. I so think Kindy Kaling from Mindy Project. Yeah. Kindy. Oh, my gosh. 
Mindy. Oh my gosh, Mindy Kaling. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, some of these the actors also, you know, had some um, have some writing credit as well. Um, Jenna Fisher, man, so many people. David Denman. Oh my gosh, like they're just so freaking hilarious to me. Oh my gosh, Creed Bratton. Love it. Love it. I just, oh my gosh. I love, love this cast. Um, I think that they accomplished a very like wonderful piece. And I feel like the dry humor is in there the same with like Parks and Rec. I just feel Mm -hmm. like. Let us know. Yeah. Instagram. Let us know which, which person are you? Parks and Rec fan or the office fan? Um, or both. Um, but yeah, this is very, very, uh, popular. I know y'all. Y'all most likely love it, unless you don't, and you're like Chelsea, and you're, you know, you're <laughs> a dark Rec side, yeah. Parks and Rec, Team Parks and Rec versus <laughs> Team the Office. Office, yes. <laughs> Come to the dark side. Yeah, no, I think it does a very good job of depicting like everyday life in an office, mm-hmm. and just I, I don't know. Steve Steve Carell is amazing. Um, I know he, I think he um also got a nominated or won an award for his uh performance as well. Um, because why not? Like literally so freaking funny um literally he's so talented. yep love his movies yeah love it um lastly modern family um also on abc hulu youtube tv amazon prime and itunes modern family also came out in 2009 it is 10 seasons um 8.4 out of 10 on imdb 8.1 out of 10 on tv.com on Rotten Tomatoes. 94% of Google users liked this TV show. And um, I really love, I like the characters in Modern Family, like, a lot. I love the the plot in terms of, like, how their family just, I don't know, the families intertwine and, like, I just, I just love it. Um, Told from the perspective of an unseen documentary filmmaker, the series offers an honest, often hilarious perspective of family life. Parents Phil and Claire yearn for an honest, open relationship with their three kids, and they difficult. They are so difficult. But a daughter who is trying to grow up too fast, another one who is too smart for her own, for her own good, and a rambunctious young son make it challenging. Claire's dad, Jay, and his Latina wife, Gloria, are raising two sons together, but people sometimes believe Jay to be Gloria's father. So awkward. I hated that part. I was like, why do you look like that? And why do you look like that? Hate it. Um, (laughs) Jay's gay son, Mitchell, and his partner, Cameron, have adopted a little Asian girl, completing one big, straight, gay, multicultural, traditional, happy family. It is literally an array of people, all just... I just, I love it. Um, and for this to have been produced in 2009, I definitely think that they were, I feel like a lot of these sitcoms were right on the edge of the curve, like, you know, coming but I remember being a big so. deal to have the gay couple for some reason. Oh, yeah. But it was 2009, that's why. Yeah, 2000, the, right, exactly. I'm forgetting, like, on the news and stuff. yeah, I'm forgetting how, like, long ago these TV shows were created And because a lot of them, I don't even, how old was I? Like I was too young. I think I didn't, I didn't watch these when these first came out. It's like, I feel like they got really popular, like within the last five years. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like I'm watching that. I was like 13. I remember the time modern family was like this new thing, but that doesn't feel like that long ago. 
Really? Yeah. Man. It was like 11 years since it premiered. Yeah, September 23rd, 2009. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like, I don't know, I liked it. I mean, it's a lot of these things, you know, follow like the L.A. lifestyles. So, you know, they all live in suburban L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I love the the intertwining of just all their their characters and their family. Um, the Asian girl is hilarious. Um, I just love everything. Um, Sarah Hyland, love her as well. Um, Rico Rodriguez, um, Ed O'Neill, Sofia Vergara, uh, Julie Bowen or Bowen, um, Ty Burrell, Jesse Tyler Ferguson. I mean, like this cast is just so great. Um, it was created by Christopher Lloyd and Stephen Leviton. Um, I think that they did a great job. Um, yeah, I think, and they have, oh my gosh, guys, if you go on Wikipedia, they have a whole family tree so that you can keep track of who is who and you can follow along <laughs> literal family tree graph. It's so funny. Um, yeah, these shows are still on TV, y'all. Mm-hmm. I just, I think it's, it's just really great. Um, Modern Family has won 22 Primetime Emmy Awards and six Writers Guild of America Awards. Um you know, it's it received a, a GLSEN Respect Award for its portrayal of positive images and storylines that reflect a diverse America, including the depiction of a family headed by a gay couple. In 2010, Modern Family was nominated for five Television Critics uh, Association Awards. Um, and like Friends, to reinforce the idea of an ensemble cast, the cast all submitted themselves in the supporting actor and actress categories instead of lead actor and actress uh, for the 62nd Primetime Emmy Awards. I think that's super sweet. Love it. Um, I just, man, so many people have cited this show like as their favorite. Um, First Lady Michelle Obama, love her. Um, it's just like, how do you just go on an interview like to have somebody you know of that status mm-hmm. um just go on an interview and be like this is my favorite tv show as an actor i'd be like super geeked oh, um, definitely. yeah in june of 2013 the writers guild of america ranked modern family number 34 on a list of the 101 most well-written television series um ever made so definitely you know loved for its its writing um and uh, just i think that it's just beautifully done um support it these are still running watch these episodes support them laugh um some some great stories and realistic realistic narratives here so those are my three mockumentary tv shows awesome now for our final segment for the season we're going to do our summer movie mashup. So we're going to discuss films that we're super excited to check out and view this summer. I want to start things off with Wonder Woman 1984, which um, Wonder <laughs> Woman, of course, played by Gal Gadot. And Chris Pine um, as well plays her like right-hand man, boyfriend, sidekick thing. Uh, the, their strong return to the big str- screen, of course, is a powerful fighting duo fighting crime against the villainous Cheetah character. So look out for that one. Also, second film... I am super stoked to see Soul. So you have Jamie Foxx and Tina Fey co-star in Pixar's new venture to tackle the topic of death and life. Um, The tagline for this movie is, is all this living really worth dying for? Which I think is so deep. I think so much of us tend to live a life completely wrapped up in one hub that we don't think of 
the afterlife at all or our true purpose. You know, we're always so uh, hung up on like doing this one thing and not thinking of others all the time. But legendary Felicia Rashad is in here. Legendary Felicia Rashad is in here along with Hamilton and blind spottings, David Diggs and Euphoria's and Spider-Man's Zendaya is also in here. Um, this is an animated movie. Super excited to see Soul. Last film I want to talk about, look out for, is Tenet, which comes out July 17th. Um, new Christopher Nolan, summer blockbuster, of course. Christopher Nolan is two summer blockbusters as sands are two beaches. Um, <laughs> this one stars John David Washington. That, that is Denzel Washington's son, who stars on Ballers on HBO as well. Um, he's such a great actor. He was also in um, Spike Lee's joint um, Black Klansman. Very good film. This will be a very fun espionage film with Robert Pattinson um, with so many twists and turns and ups and downs. So check that out. Uh, those are my films for the summer that I'm super excited to check out. And I hope you are too. Taji, let me know what yours are. Yeah, I'm like, I'm super excited. I'm like looking at these like movie posters and I'm just like, oh, this is going to be good. Um, Well, I guess that doesn't guarantee that it's going to be good. Right. But I'm hoping that they're good. Yeah, it looks good. (laughs) Yes. um, One that I saw, um, I want to say, actually, nope, pause. This is the wrong date. Pause, pause, pause. (laughs) It's April 24th, but they're delaying it because of coronavirus, obviously. Okay. okay. Um, one that looks interesting to me is Black Widow. Um, and I just, oh my gosh, it just looks so raw. Like, <laughs> I'm just literally looking at these, like, still photos, like, these visuals. And, like, the movie poster looks really raw. Black Widow, yeah. um, a.k.a. Natasha Romano- Romanova. Um is given to the KGB, which grooms her to become its ultimate operative. And which y'all know I love when, like, there's just some bad chicks who are just doing the thing. Hence, my fa- one of my favorite films of all time, um, Hana, played by Saoirse Ronan. Love, love, love. Mm-hmm. Um, when the US- USSR breaks up, the government tries to kill her as the action moves to present-day New York, where she is a freelance operative. I'm definitely going to be watching that. And um, it's also um, directed by a woman, um, Kate Shortland. Um, I'm super excited. Also, Spiral. Um, Spiral from the Book of Saw. <laughs> I'm so excited. I know y'all are like, heck no, I'm not seeing that. But I'm like, listen. This is freaking, I haven't seen Chris Rock in something in a minute. And I'm like, I just need it. Samuel L. Jackson is also up in this thing. I feel like we're just taking over horror at this point. Oh, Um, yeah. We're literally just taking over. So the fact that they're, I mean, I don't know how I feel about them doing a ninth installment in the Saw franchise. um, But this definitely visually looks like it's very unique. And it's going to be very interesting once again, seeing, you know, a favorite of mine, you know, a favorite comedian, favorite comedic actor playing in a, you know, a more serious role. So I'm very interested. Um, 
A sadistic mastermind unleashes a twisted form of justice in Spiral, the terrifying new chapter from the Book of Saw. Working in the shadow of an esteemed police veteran, played by Samuel L. Jackson, brash detective Ezekiel Zeke Banks, played by Chris Rock, and his rookie partner, Max Minghella, take charge of a grisly investigation into murders that are eerily reminiscent of the city's gruesome past. Unwittingly entrapped in a deepening mystery, Zeke finds himself at the center of the killer's morbid game. Um, ah, excitement. Um, man, y'all know, directed by Darren Lynn uh, Boozman. Um, I, I'm very interested. Just looking at these still photos, like literally, I'm so excited to see where they're going to go with this screenplay by Josh Stolberg. Um, y'all. I'm so scared, <laughs> but I'm still going to watch it. <laughs> I'm still going to watch it because I just need to see Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson, obviously. Um, so that's what I'm excited for. Last one, Candyman. What? Okay, and we're going to get this straight. Jordan Peele is producing this one, y'all, not directing. It is directed by our good sis, Nia DaCosta. Give Black women their credit. She is directing the film, or she has directed the film, but Jordan Peele wrote it alongside her and produced it. So basically, he gave his, you know, pen to the paper and his coin. She did the pointing and ordering around and vision. Okay? Clarification. Cool. So (laughs) in present day, a decade after the last of the Cabrini Towers were torn down, Anthony and his girlfriend move into a loft in the now gentrified Cabrini, a chance encounter with an old timer exposes Anthony to the true story behind Candyman. Anxious to use these macabre, 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 yeah, macabre. Sorry, going back. Anxious to use these macabre details in his studio as fresh grist for paintings, he unknowingly opens a door to a complex past that unravels his own sanity and unleashes a terrifying wave of violence. Y'all, he uses Destiny's Child Say My Name and this. Y'all know how us was with I got five on it. (laughs) Now it's say my name, say my name. Like, it's, y'all, we will never be the same. Jordan Peele will never let us breathe. I just, I I don't know what's wrong with them, but whatever. <laughs> um, Jordan Peele, I feel like is just is just such a mastermind. Um, Candy uh, Candyman is actually um, it. Its original film was released back in the day, so this is like basically low key uh, um, a remake um, because Candyman was produced in 1992. Um, so I'm definitely going to check out that, um, that older one. Um, the lead is still a, a black dude. So yeah. Um, Candyman, um, starring the wonderful, uh, Yaya Abdul-Mateen. Um, so yeah, go support. Um, super excited. Those are my summer movies. Hey, I hope you enjoyed our summer movie mashup. Please, uh, stay up to date with Stay up to date with this podcast. Thank you for listening all season long, I should say. Thank you. It's been such a fabulous ride. Um, We will be returning later this fall. So 
follow us on social media to stay updated so you can find out when that is when that will be follow us on twitter at shea butter pop follow us on instagram at shea butter popcorn or follow us individually you can follow me at chelsea j music on twitter or instagram and me at tajiana underscore on twitter or instagram yeah you can all one word all lowercase let us know what you thought of this episode or any previous yes please let us know in the comments follow us continue to support engage with us about movies you know keep watching good stories y'all yeah all right peace bye